Hey friends, and welcome to episode 202 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing your stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, Anna Dearman Gornick, time management coach and author of Time Management Essentials. This week on the podcast, we're talking about three things that are holding you back from managing your time well. The thing is, our ability to manage our time and be productive doesn't just start with our daily to-do list. It really kicks off when we set goals for ourselves. I'll totally admit that when I first started exploring time management, I didn't quite see the connection between setting goals and time management. Goals seemed like these super big lofty things, and time management seemed like getting small things done in the moment, quickly. (laughs) What I've learned is that when you have goals, whether they're big lofty ones or just new habits that you want to make a part of your life, Those goals drive the way you manage your time. They're connected, and having goals makes time management so much easier. But even when we know that goals are the secret to time management success and the building blocks to living our best life, there are still things holding us back from even setting goals in the first place. Three big ones to be precise. So today, I'm revealing three obstacles that are standing in the way of your best year ever. We'll talk about how to learn and grow by redefining failure as feedback. You'll hear the secret to overcoming goal-setting intimidation and moving forward with intention. And you'll find out what to do when overwhelm takes over and you need to get unstuck. Whether you're looking to set new goals for the year ahead, make significant life changes, or just find more joy in your daily routine, this episode is for you. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car when you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, I know it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. Don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 202. And speaking of resources, I've got a free one for you that I think you're going to love. If you're starting to think about how you want to spend your time in 2024, you're going to want to take a look at the list of 101 inspired goal ideas for 2024 that I created just for you. One of the most frequent questions I get as a time management coach is, what kind of goals should I be setting? I don't know where to start. If you know you want to live with purpose and intention in 2024, but you're not sure exactly what you want that to look like, head over to the show notes for this episode, abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 202 and grab this free guide. It's called Dream Big 101 Inspired Goal Ideas for 2024. Inside, you'll find 101 curated goal ideas for designing your most well-rounded and exciting 2024. This comprehensive collection of actionable goals is organized for you by category, personal, professional, financial, and fun. If you've ever gotten stuck in the brainstorming phase and want more focused goal setting and faster results, this ready-to-use list is your inspiration. No more brainstorming from scratch. Use this list to have more clearly defined plans for the year ahead. Again, head over to the show notes for this episode at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 202 and download Dream Big 101 Inspired Goal Ideas for 2024 for free today. All right, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. 
You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. All right, let's dive in, shall we? If you type, why do people not set goals into Google? You get a ton of different reasons. And not only do you find a laundry list of reasons why people don't set goals, you start to find articles about people who believe that goal setting isn't for them or that traditional goal setting doesn't work. And I totally get that. When life is crazy or you feel like you've set goals and experienced nothing but disappointment in the past, or you feel like you're already so overwhelmed that you can't add anything else to your life, much less a new list of goals to achieve, skipping out on goal setting sounds like a really solid choice. I actually skipped goal setting back in 2021. Oh yeah, I completely skipped it. On purpose. At the time, I was pregnant with my second daughter. I had a two-year-old. We were preparing to move. My husband was in the middle of a job change. Life was wild. With so much change, goal setting dropped to the bottom of my priority list, and then it just completely fell off. And you know what? I totally regretted it later in the year. I shared that whole experience in episode 105 of It's About Time, but the long story short is that my life felt crazy, so I didn't set goals. But without having specific goals, life only began to feel crazier. I felt like a rudderless ship, wandering around, lost, kind of crazy. I know now that I wasn't alone in feeling too overwhelmed with life to set goals. Overwhelm is one of the biggest obstacles standing in the way of setting goals and creating the life we want. But before I get ahead of myself, let's unwrap three common reasons why we skip out on goal setting. First, fear of failure. Second, lack of clarity. And Third, no surprise here, overwhelm. Do any of these sound familiar to you? So let's take a look at each one. First, fear of failure. It's that nagging voice in our heads that says, what if I fail? What if I'm not good enough? This fear can be paralyzing, stopping us from taking risks or trying new things. And it's not just about big life changes. Fear of failure can affect the small daily choices we make too. If you haven't tuned into last week's episode, episode 201 yet, it's all about the power of believing in yourself as the most important first step to achieving your goals. Definitely press play on that one if you haven't yet for a pep talk with some practical steps to feeling like your most awesome self. The next big obstacle is lack of clarity. And this one's tricky because it's almost like walking through a fog. When you're not clear about what you truly want, it's hard to set meaningful goals or make decisions that align with what you want because you don't know what you want. Without clarity, we might find ourselves drifting along, feeling unfulfilled and unsure of where we're headed. Has anyone ever asked you where you want to be in a year or what you want life to look like in three years or what your five-year plan is for your business or your career? And you've totally just stood there like a deer in headlights because you literally have no idea. 
That's a clarity problem, my friend. The third major roadblock to goal-setting success that we'll cover today is overwhelm. Something that many of us are familiar with and have experienced at some point or another. In today's fast-paced world, it's easy to feel swamped by our responsibilities, our goals, and our never-ending to-do lists. This overwhelm can leave us feeling stuck, unable to move forward because we don't know where to start or because everything just feels like too much. Everything's a priority. Everything feels important. There's so much to do and there's never enough time to do it. That's overwhelm, rearing its ugly head. So what do we do about it? What do we do about the fear of failure, the lack of clarity, or the overwhelm that might be holding us back from setting goals and therefore creating the life we actually want to live instead of just living in default mode for another 365 days? Well, the first step to making any kind of positive progress starts by acknowledging the problem. I ask you, have you skipped goal setting in the past because you're afraid of failure? Have you skipped goal setting in the past because you're not sure what you really want? Or because you're just too overwhelmed to add anything to your plate? How are you feeling now as this episode goes live near the end of 2023 and the new year is right around the corner? Are you excited when you think about what's on the horizon? Or are you overwhelmed just thinking about it? Keep listening to find out how to redefine failure, figure out what you really want, and beat back overwhelm to create the headspace you need for setting goals and reaching them. We're going to start by tackling that fear of failure. How many times have you stopped yourself from trying something new just because you were afraid you might fail, that you might get made fun of because you were worried of what someone else might think, that you might embarrass yourself if you try? Gosh, I think back to the very beginning of my business. At the time, I didn't know a single other coach in real life. No one I knew personally in my family or friend group had ever heard of coaching, much less time management coaching. Not only that, back in 2019, when I searched time management coach, very few results came up. I was terrified. I was totally afraid of trying something and failing. And I moved really slow in the beginning, gradually growing my confidence and shaking off the feelings of insecurity about what other people might think. And I'm so glad that I did, or else I wouldn't be recording this podcast for you right now, encouraging you to shake it off and take steps forward. Here's the thing about the fear of failure. It's not just about being afraid of making mistakes or getting it wrong. It's also about how we perceive those mistakes. What meaning do we give those mistakes? And how we perceive our mistakes is totally up to us. We are in charge. So what if, what if we start reframing failures, not as endpoints or game over, but as stepping stones on the path to something greater? What if we see them as essential parts of the learning process? Mistakes as essential parts of your business journey or your career progression? Mistakes or failures as essential parts of your business journey or your career progression. Sure, what if I fail? But what if I don't? And what if I fail? But what will I learn along the way that will make me better in the end? What if I fail? But what if the failure leads to something amazing that I could never have expected or experienced without trying? 
So let's redefine failure. Let's decide here and now that failure is not a report card judging our worth or our abilities, but instead, it's just feedback, neutral feedback. It's information, not a judgment, a grade, or a score. Here's how to do it. Next time something doesn't go as planned, whether it's big or small, you got laid off from your job. A potential client ghosts you. You forgot the kids' lunchboxes at home, or you show up late to a friend's birthday party. Ask yourself, what can I learn from this? What can I learn from this? This shift in perspective can be liberating because it turns every potential failure into a great big thank you. On to the next. Two more quick tips for battling the fear of failure before we move on. Whenever you do set goals or make a plan, break big things down into the smallest pieces possible. And I don't mean that you should set tiny, insignificant goals. But instead, if you set a big, hairy, audacious goal, break that down into smaller parts, smaller milestones, so you can celebrate your small progress along the way and experience the thrill of building momentum. Seriously, instead of setting a goal to save, I don't know, $5,000 for your next Disney trip. Can you even go to Disney for $5,000 now? I have no idea. But instead of setting a goal to save $5,000 for your next Disney trip and then getting frustrated when it doesn't happen quickly, celebrate when you save the first 100 and then celebrate at the 500 mark and so on and so on. The mini milestone, mini, mini mouse, the mini milestone, the, the small celebrations will keep you excited and help you see your progress. When we see progress, it's easier to stay positive and avoid giving up. And finally, last tip here to beat the fear of failure, be nice to yourself. Y'all, we can all be our own worst enemy sometimes. We say things to ourselves in our heads that we would never say out loud to a friend or someone we love. So start taking notice when you're being hard on yourself. And when you do notice, take a second and ask yourself, okay, what would I say to my best friend or my child in this situation? Remind yourself that you're capable you're learning, and every step forward, no matter how small, is a success. If you could hear the inside of my head, I'm doing this all the time. I am constantly cheering myself on for things big and small. Made the bed? Way to go, Anna. Sent an uncomfortable email? Kudos, you. Looking in the mirror after waking up in the morning with day three hair and sleep in my eyes? Girl, you are beautiful. Today is going to be a great day. Is that weird? Maybe, but why does that have to be weird? What if being kind to ourselves and pumping ourselves up was just normal? How cool would that be? How much happier would we all be if we had a little pep rally going on in our heads all the time? Remember this, overcoming the fear of failure isn't about never failing. It's about learning to see failure as a natural part of the journey to success. By changing our perspective, taking small steps, and being kinder to ourselves, we can move beyond this fear and open ourselves up to new possibilities and opportunities. The sky's the limit, my friends. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. 
But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you want to know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDKornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. Now that we've all officially gotten over the fear of failure, let's tackle another big one, lack of clarity. But what do we mean by clarity? In this context, clarity is about having a clear understanding of what you truly want in life, your values and your goals. It's the sharpness of vision that allows you to see the path forward and make decisions with confidence. Gaining clarity can be transformative. It's like focusing a camera lens at first, things look a little bit blurry, and then suddenly the picture becomes sharp. And what you need to do, who you need to be, it becomes clear. It becomes evident. When you have clarity, it is a million times easier to align your daily actions with your deepest values and desires. It is absolutely necessary for big picture time management, like vision casting and goal setting, to meet up with day-to-day -day time management, like making a to-do list and prioritizing. So if you're listening and you're not quite sure what you want, and that's making the idea of setting goals feel daunting or impossible, try this. Start with self-reflection. Give yourself the space to consider some deep questions about your passions, your motivations, and your dreams. What brings you joy? What are you naturally good at? What would you regret not doing? Journaling can be a really powerful tool in this journey of self-discovery. Next, do some experimenting. Often, clarity comes from taking action. You have to try new things to figure out what you want and what you don't want. Try new things, explore different paths, and be open to where they might lead. Every new experience is an opportunity to learn more about what resonates with you and what doesn't. 
Between leaving my decade-long career in crisis communications and government affairs and starting this business as a time management coach, during that time in between, my future felt really blurry. So I explored and tried a lot of different things. At one point, I thought I might take the LSAT and go to law school. I had coffee with a few female lobbyists to see if that was an area I might pursue. I spent an election cycle as a campaign manager for a statewide political campaign. I did social media content creation for two different marketing agencies. I opened a bespoke calligraphy and custom signage company called The Welcome Note and addressed envelopes for weddings and events. I was a top three finalist for president and CEO of a chamber of commerce. And I got certified as a Myers-Briggs personality practitioner. If you can't tell, y'all, it was a lot. And it wasn't quick either. Whenever I tell my story of going from burnout crisis comms pro to time management coach, I usually leave out all of the hairy details of this period of wandering and exploration. Because honestly, it would take me forever to list out all the things I tried before I finally found and figured out how I wanted to serve others in my business. And if you are listening and you're in a period of wandering and exploration, you're trying to figure things out, I encourage you to keep going. Put one foot in front of the other because you just never know what's waiting for you on the other side. If you told 2013 Anna that 2023 Anna published a book about time management, she would have been so confused. (laughs) Finally, when you're looking for clarity, Don't forget about the value of external perspectives. Talk to people who know you well, friends, family, mentors. Sometimes other people's insights can help you see angles that you might have missed. Sometimes others can see your blind spots. When I was looking for clarity, I literally created a Google Form survey with questions like, what is Anna an expert in? And what does Anna know that she can teach others? And I sent it to about 20 of my closest friends. And the answers to those questions were so valuable and they really helped shape my next steps. And I trusted the perspectives of those in this group. But here's an important disclaimer. When it comes down to it, your future and your clarity is about you and no one else. Listen to others' perspectives, but balance it with your inner voice and what you know about yourself. Just because everyone in your family tells you that you should go to law school doesn't mean it's the right fit for you. Just because your friends tell you that you should become an influencer because you love to shop doesn't mean that's where your heart is. Remember, your path to clarity is deeply personal And just like it took me a whole lot of experimentation to find my path as a time management coach, gaining clarity is a process, not an overnight fix. It's about evolving and understanding more about yourself each day. So why not start now? So far, we've tackled the fear of failure and the quest for clarity. Now let's address our last obstacle, overwhelm. In a world where we're constantly bombarded with an avalanche of to-dos, decisions, expectations, feeling overwhelmed can seem like the norm. We're so used to running around feeling flustered that it's hard to imagine our life any other way. But I can promise you this, it doesn't have to be this way. Overwhelm often comes from feeling like we have too much to do and not enough time to do it. The key here 
is to simplify and prioritize. <laughs> Easier said than done, right? So let's dive into some strategies to help manage this feeling. There are about a million different things I could share with you here, but I don't want to overwhelm you with strategies for beating overwhelm. So let's keep it simple. First, when you're feeling overwhelmed, I encourage you to make a list, but not just any list. My favorite kind of overwhelm beating list is called a mind sweep list. I talk about doing a mind sweep in episode 90, and you'll even find a really cool memory jogger list over in the show notes for that episode to help you do your first or your next mind sweep. I'll be sure to link that episode in the show notes. Basically, you just write down everything that's on your mind, tasks, goals, worries, and you group it by the things that you must do, the things you could do, the things you should do, and the things you want to do. So that's must do, could do, should do, want to do. Getting all this stuff out of your head and onto paper can make it seem so much more manageable, but it also can make it seem more overwhelming to see it all in one place. I mean, where do you even begin? Well, it's time for some prioritization. What of this stuff needs to be done right now? What can wait? What's unnecessary? What can be delegated? And what is just a worry that I literally cannot even do anything about? Also, don't be afraid to set boundaries. Again, I know that for some of this, this is easier said than done. When we're so used to being relied upon and counted on, it can be really hard to say no or to delegate. But to share an overused cliche that is still very true, you can't pour from an empty cup. Remember, every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else because our time is not limitless. It's okay to say no. It's okay to delegate. It's even okay to quit. Taking care of yourself isn't just important. It's essential. And goal setting, the way that it gives you the space to engage in self-reflection, dreaming, and planning, that's a form of self-care itself. Overwhelm doesn't have to be a permanent state. With the right strategies, you can regain control and find peace amidst the chaos of life. And if you're feeling overwhelmed in this season, I encourage you to set goals anyway, even if it feels hard, even if it feels impossible, even if you can't start making progress on them right now or on January 1st, I can promise you that having those goals ready and waiting for you when you're ready to take action will make your life so much easier because they'll give you direction. So there you have it. I want to take a sec to reflect on what we've discussed today because we've covered a lot. We've tackled some significant obstacles today, fear of failure, lack of clarity, and overwhelm. These are challenges that many, if not all of us face at some point, but as you've heard, they are not insurmountable. We talked about redefining failure as a learning experience. Failure is feedback. I'm gonna say it again, failure is feedback. Remember that, repeat it whenever you are afraid of failure. And we also talked about the importance of self-talk. Give yourself a little pep rally in your head, pump yourself up. When it comes to gaining clarity, Self-reflection, experimentation, and looking for external perspectives can be helpful, but always remember to listen to your gut and stay true to yourself. And finally, if you're feeling overwhelmed, try getting everything out of your head and onto paper. Set boundaries and say no. I truly hope you're feeling armed and encouraged to face these obstacles in your own life. 
Every day is a new opportunity to learn, to grow, and to move one step closer to the life that you want to live. And if you're planning to set goals for 2024, and I hope that you are, and if you want to partner in the process, I've got just the thing. This year, I'm bringing back Ready, Set, Goals, my live goal-setting workshop to walk you through the exact process I use to set goals and plan my year. This is the method I've used with dozens of clients to help them step into the new year feeling confident with a clear vision for the future and ready to live with intention. It's happening December 13th and 14th, and I am so excited. I can hardly stand it. Every year, Ready, Set, Goals gets better and better. This year, when you get your ticket for Ready, Set, Goals, you'll have access to a live two-day goal-setting workshop with me as your guide, a full-color printable workbook to capture all of your reflection and your big dreams, plus a printable goal tracker and 30 days on me inside the It's About Time Academy for accountability and support. I'm also gifting every goal-getter who joins us for Ready, Set, Goals with Vision Board 101, my virtual masterclass where I walk you through creating your own gorgeously inspired vision board, just like the ones that I create every year, complete with six drag and drop, plug and play, easy to use templates. To grab your seat for Ready, Set, Goals, head over to the show notes for this episode or go straight to AnnaDCornick.com forward slash goals. If you're ready to go from feeling directionless to having a clear, actionable roadmap for success, if you want to go from goal-setting paralysis to embracing a structured step-by-step planning process, and if you want to stop second-guessing your decisions to move forward with confidence, clarity, and intention, then you won't want to miss Ready, Set, Goals. I will see you there. As always, all of the details from today's episode, including links to the other episodes that I mentioned, can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 202. And while you're there, don't forget to grab that ticket to Ready, Set, Goals. And before you go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 203. Episode 203 is all about writing a new chapter in your life. When life is actually pretty okay, it might seem like setting goals is a waste of time. When things are fine, what's the point in shaking things up and adding a whole lot of extra work for yourself? I hear you. That's why next week we're talking about contentment, what it is, what it means, and the difference between contentment and complacency. Most importantly, I'll share how setting goals can lead to growth and development even when you're already feeling satisfied and fulfilled. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.